0: Avital Proteins knows that turning 30 can be a pretty big change for your body's collagen, which can begin to decline, but also a change for you. Like waking up sleep-deprived when you were in bed early listening to a podcast, or looking endlessly at real estate you can't afford. Luckily, there's collagen peptides to support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health. Avital Proteins, for everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: This is Off Track, Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey guys, hello and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I'm James
2: Hinchcliffe. And I decided to make an appearance uh, for this episode. So <laughs> I'm well,
1: ross. Of, of you to show up. Yes, of course, unfortunately, Tim, we have way. Thim here. I was getting to that. <laughs> Slowly, but eventually I was getting to that. And yeah, look, guys, we missed you. We've been, we've, uh, been on a bit of a hiatus due to some you know, busy schedules and all the rest of it. Um, and we're going to get into busy schedules and what have you. Yes, I'm going to keep saying schedules until oh, Tim says something. <laughs> Can we
2: take another couple weeks off? I'm going to agree with Tim on this one. I, I, I want you to think very carefully about what you just said. No, it's horrible that you say it that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. I'm just doing it to annoy Tim. It's working. It's well, working very also it was well. Me,
2: so <laughs> oh, okay,
1: I guess I'll stop. I guess I'll stop. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get to our busy schedules in a bit um, because you, we, we've got a lot to talk about about what you've been up to. I've been doing nothing, but you've been up to some stuff we want to talk about.
2: No, that's not true. You've done a lot of, like, collision car commercials.
0: <laughs> that, that, might, that might be the most Canadian commercial
1: I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I Thank you. Was a, that's a compliment. That
2: was sensational, actually. Yeah. You're welcome. The thing, was, the thing was, Kelly, my wonderful girlfriend, like, showed it to me. And I was like, do you want to know what's so impressive about that? Is how good, James, is at those types of things. Like, <laughs> I, I know how crippled i would be by something where you had to show that much enthusiasm and i know you didn't do it on the first take so to be able to repeat that enthusiasm uh is is a talent and i think people underrate that so um big hats off to you because i would just be frozen
1: (laughs) well now i can't wait to see your next napa commercial
2: (laughs) they know better because they they called and they were like we want you to leave a voicemail there was kind of this like scripted voicemail when I call when people call certain uh, corporate stores, and um, I think the exact words were, "Oh, thanks so much for doing that. Um, you know, we really appreciate your time, but we're going to keep Ron's Ron cat." <laughs> okay, cool. Hey,
0: if anybody from Napa is
1: listening, I'm available. <laughs> I can I can do this. I mean, I can just put on my best Alex Rossi impression and say that I'm him. Can we hear that? Yeah. Uh, Let me. I gotta work on that first. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Well, before we get to all the goodness uh, of what's been going on for us the last couple weeks, we got a little special segment. Hey guys, small favor to ask from us here at Off Track.
2: Because let's be honest, you owe us one.
1: True. Now, because of some algorithms, which is computer talk for stuff that we don't understand at all, podcasts depend on good ratings and reviews.
2: So if you're listening to this podcast, and if you like even just a little bit hearing what we have to say,
1: or or even just tolerating us in general,
2: go to iTunes today, give us a rating, preferably five stars. If there's an option for six stars without Tim, do that, and leave a little comment.
1: That would be be tremendous
2: thank you for that
1: and now we'll get back to the show now normally in this part of the show we go into a grinds my gears where we find you know some pretty minuscule unimportant thing to get mad at but we figured in the in the spirit of thanksgiving real real thanksgiving not canadian Thanksgiving. yes that's a very good point you didn't say that thank you for clarifying that like you didn't say that (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like this part isn't happening here. Because to this, be completely this is grind honest, years. this grinds my
2: gears.
1: I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they're just, just copying our
2: holidays, and they're just thankful for um, being so close to America. Yeah, I would like to point out that
1: uh, our Thanksgiving happens before yours, so you're kind of copying us. But let me and point out. Let me finish, Tim. Let me finish, Alex. And our quote-unquote Independence Day is July 1st. Here's July 4th. So yeah, you guys but- are like close to hanging. Like you're, you're trying to catch up you are trying to do it like us, but we just beat you to the punch every time. Yeah, but your Independence
0: Day celebrates that time 200 years after we fought a war where you were just like, hey, can we have independence? And the Queen was like, yeah, kind of, I guess, but I can still suspend your parliament if I feel like I it. I mean, she really did was ask,
1: you guys fought a war, so who looks, <laughs> who looks smarter in this? Who looks smarter in this?
0: Well, the Queen can't
1: call and shut down Congress as much as I, I really f- wish she could sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Liz lost uh, Trudeau's number, so I'm not even sure that she. I mean, she can technically, but I don't think she ever would. So well, I think we're actually. I think we actually came out on top on that one. Well, I think we've derailed a little bit, and I'll take a,
0: a good chunk of the blame on that one. But
1: you were saying yes. Normally, we would fight about this topic for another five to seven minutes, but instead, in the spirit of whatever the holiday is <laughs> today. <laughs> Uh, We're going to talk about some stuff that we're happy about and thankful for. That seems appropriate. And in a complete, because we're doing a 180 on this segment, we're going to really do a 180 on this segment, and we're going to start with them. Really? Yeah.
0: Wait. Uh, Okay, that part.
2: You didn't discuss that with me at all, but I mean, do we have to?
0: We don't have to, no. (laughs) We don't have to hear from him at all. (laughs) I can just cut my part out. That's fine. (laughs) Let's let him
1: talk and we'll we'll fix it in post.
0: Okay, um, obviously I'm thankful for my daughter. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I have a four-year-old girl named Hazel, and i uh, very, very thankful for her every day. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, that's very cliche, I know. And then I guess I'm, I'm I, I know you guys make fun of me a lot, but I'm, I'm pretty thankful for you guys. I, I have, uh, I have like really good friends between you guys, Marco, Connor, everybody, like, I've gotten to do some really cool things for being 28 years old that I would not have been able to do without this group of very supportive people. So, thankful for you guys.
1: Well, that's very sweet. I think you're thankful because we make fun of you a lot. That's, <laughs> no, I could do without that. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it comes from a place of love. You, know, it's, you only make fun of those that you're really, you're really close to. I don't know if Alex agrees with that. Yeah, but, you know, Alex hates you. Yeah, no, I don't think... Alex's oh, comes I, from hate, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think I'm on the same page, yeah. It's definitely... Um, <laughs> they're all true insults that I uh, have, and, and they're really feelings of, of sometimes disdain that I have. But, you know... <laughs> we, we all have Great wins and losses. Use of so disdain.
1: All right, Alex, how about you? What's,
2: uh, what's good in the world? Well, you know, I'm thankful for the fact that this podcast is only once every two weeks, so we only have to deal with Tim... <laughs> Um, oh, there it is <laughs> on, on half of the amount of time can I amend mine? <laughs> half of the amount Absolutely of time than, than originally scheduled so that's great um, no but in all seriousness um, I'm very thankful for the the world that I was introduced to two years ago um, being Indianapolis and IndyCar racing and uh, you know kind of resetting my career path and um, ultimately changing my life and, and in a very positive way, so it's uh, something that initially I thought was going to be a huge negative, and it turned out to be one of the best things that happened to me. So I'm thankful that Formula One sucks, and uh, <laughs> it allowed me to come race in car. <laughs> oh, and I'm also thankful for my girlfriend and my dog because they're pretty great. So yeah, got that. Because they're
1: also pretty okay. Yeah.
2: And James. Well, uh, yeah. Well,
1: it's I mean hard to follow that one up. Um, <clears throat> especially <laughs> because the thank Tim part. Right? Formula One for sucking. <laughs> That was great. I mean, here's the thing, man. You know, uh, we are quite literally living the dream, um, getting to race IndyCar. And Tim, I know your dream is is uh, producing a podcast with Alex and I. So
0: yeah, I, I, I
1: dreamed medium. You did. Yeah, you, you <laughs> dreamed medium, and you you landed just below that, but but still good. But still good. And you know what? I think every day, man, it's not. Uh, it's not something that happens, you know, once on the, the third Thursday of every November or whatever wacky day you guys choose for this holiday. Uh, it's something I'm thankful for every, every damn day. Don't stay I'm, – I'm talking now. I'm having my moment. Hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I'm thankful
1: for that. Thankful, <laughs> thankful to just – thankful for freedom of speech.
2: That's what I'm thankful for. You're welcome, uh, by the way. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, because you're the only country that has that. Yes. Um, but, uh, but no, just thankful for the position, uh, you know, that, that we're all in. I mean, we're, uh, we're a group of very lucky people and obviously thankful for my beautiful bride to be. I've got my, uh, my dad, Papa Hinch is, uh, is in town visiting for his first American Thanksgiving, which is going to be cool. I, I'm thankful I get to show him a good time. Um, there's so much, man, you know, the, the support of, of everybody that, that makes Indy go around and lets us be a bunch of, you know, big kids and go race in circles for a living. That's, uh. It's a pretty special place to be, and I think it's important that we give back whenever we can because we are so fortunate, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good good place to be
2: at the moment. I'm
1: not going to lie. This is now the
2: second time that I've cried on this podcast, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) I cry every time.
1: Yeah, but that's
2: different, different kinds of tears.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those,
1: are, those are sad tears. So, all right. So, guys, I, as, as the, the resident foreigner here, Sure. do you have any, like, uh, quirky Thanksgiving traditions in your respective families?
0: Oh, I have one we do every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get really drunk and yell at each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see,
2: see, that's my Christmas. <laughs>
1: so. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a common. I feel like a lot of families yeah. have that tradition.
0: <laughs> I have 22 cousins. Well, that's a lot of cousins. I have 22 cousins and three older brothers and uh and we're we all uh, we all enjoy wine. Uh so Thanksgiving and Christmas it's, uh, somebody's fighting. So <laughs> like
1: <laughs> How about Alex? Do You have any uh any quirky traditions for Thanksgiving or is it just the good old-fashioned turkey
2: and stuffing and green beans and football? Honestly, man, like like my dad is so like he's he's a perfectionist and kind of OCD um which is Tough to deal with. Weird. Someone like you. Yeah, totally, totally opposite of me. (laughs) Um, And so, like, he he wants everything to be exactly like from a Martha Stewart catalog. So that's kind of the the tradition is you have like twenty eight different types of plates on the table and like three centerpieces and like sixteen courses and you're completely full before you actually sit down for dinner. Um, but it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a great time and, uh, he, he puts his heart and soul into it. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun day for sure. Looking forward to tomorrow or I guess I can't say that. So, <laughs> I mean, you could have until you
1: said <laughs> we, we could have just, could have just been a, a cute little slip up. But no, but Now you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought this was going to be an easy one to edit.
1: (laughs) Can we just leave that in there about just put the beeps in? Sure. Because it'd be kind of
0: funny. Just put the the beep in. I
2: don't
1: care.
0: Can we have Connor back on? (laughs) (laughs) Can this podcast just be Connor and Tony Kanaan?
2: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that would probably be way more successful. There would be a serious XM contract. It would be entertaining.
1: uh, I would listen. Well, it's... it's, uh, it's always an exciting day as a foreigner to go and uh and and observe and you know we've been invited to friends of ours to uh to take in their family Thanksgiving so appreciate the hospitality there I look forward to another successful American Thanksgiving Well I was going to ask I mean
0: do you have traditions
1: for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Not really no. Okay. Our Thanksgiving's much more low key. It's it's a meal with the family. It's nothing uh nothing too crazy. It's the it's the same though. It's the turkey and the and the mashed potatoes and the green beans and the you know all right. right. Funny colored leaves and what have you. Well, now that
2: we've kind of established how American Thanksgiving is so significantly better um, than Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, far superior. Far superior. And, yeah. and actually, we even touched on how Christmas is better. So, you know, just in general... <laughs> Um, another another victory another W for America so it's a, it's pretty great I would day. highlight
1: when you said you're right it's better to have more space between I don't think I said that I, I, I think I said Look, Look, we're, we're not that gonna,
0: was... gonna let things that we said or facts get in the way <laughs> of saying of that
1: we're your better. argument right yeah, yeah. Come okay on. No, no, we're Americans no James.
2: I, no I'm, I'm well aware you're making <laughs> that very clear very clear I mean we don't have logic behind our arguments but we're very passionate about why we're correct so um, you know what we do so, have behind
0: our arguments two world War victories oh my back god outside. back, oh, back, back my to back to back world champions yeah. this is this <laughs> pretty sensational, guys
2: and and this think is. about tim think about how many super bowls america yeah has won. it's
0: like you guys aren't even trying yeah
2: we are world <laughs> champions of every single super bowl we've competed in which is that's an undefeated record um
1: I, so. I love how you guys claim that as a world championship because <laughs> once a year you play a game with two American teams in London. That's, uh, that's no, not really... No,
2: It's like three times a year, and we also play a game in Mexico City, so... I think you play one in Toronto, actually, too, sometimes. Do we? I, you have, not the, the Bills have definitely played in Toronto. In I mean, past, Buffalo might as well be Canada. So, see, there you go. World championship. Um so i just like to... <laughs> no,
1: again, they're all American teams, so it doesn't really count.
0: Uh, it sounds like an excuse a loser would make. So <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs>
1: the, the right, one well, the that, one guys.
0: Thing...
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're gonna, gonna, I don't worry, I'm going to cut James off. No, no. The one thing I'll give you is our, uh, our general manager, Taylor... Uh, has, a, has a great saying Anytime I try and say something pro-Canadian Not even anti-American Just <laughs> pro-Canadian he'll, uh, he'll reply with Yeah, well there's two kinds of people that have been in the world There's two kinds of people in this world Those that have been to the moon And the rest of you <laughs> <laughs> It's like god damn I can't argue that fact <laughs> You guys are literally the only ones that have been to the moon Yeah Damn, damn
0: right Damn right
1: Welcome back, guys. And now we're getting into the uh, the meat and potatoes of the show, uh, which is discussing Alex's recent foray into off road racing. For those of you that live under a stupid rock, um, Alex competed in the, I think it's the Baja.
2: B- uh, Baja. It's the Baja.
1: Yep. The Baja. The Baja 1000, um, <laughs> a historic. 50 plus year event that's run, uh, in Mexico. <clears throat> and I mean, Alex, I'm going to let you kind of take this one. And I, I kind of just want your story. We're going to get to some questions later, but I kind of want you to just tell your story of this experience. Cause obviously a big departure from what we're used to in the IndyCar world, your, your first foray into anything off road. And, um, and in that kind of car, I would just love to hear about the experience. Cause I know you enjoyed it. And, uh, and I want you to share with the people why.
2: Yeah, so um, for those of you that don't know a whole lot about it, a quick, very quick summary as to what it is, it alternates each year between a point-to-point race and a loop race in Baja, California, which, contrary to the name, is not in the United States, it's just south of the San Diego border, Um, it starts in Ensenada and sometimes goes straight from Ensenada to Cabo, sometimes it does a loop, starts in Ensenada, ends in Ensenada, which is what the 51st running, uh, this year was, so it was a loop race, um, much to the name. It's, uh, it's around about a thousand miles and you're just racing through the Mexican desert. And it was always a kind of a bucket list race for me. Um, I've been fortunate to compete in the 24 Hours of Le Mans, 24 Hours of Daytona, obviously the Indianapolis 500, which is the king of them all. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Once, yeah. You know, it's that, uh, it's that thing that happens uh, every, every Memorial Day. Um, biggest single-day sporting event in the world, Tim. Um,
0: <laughs> I've been once or twice.
2: Yeah, cool. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> it, it was something that you know, was just a, an item that I wanted to do. Um, and because Honda actually has a, a factory-backed team, they run a, a Honda Ridgeline uh, off-road Class 7 uh, trophy truck. Um, the opportunity kind of presented it itself, you know, we have such a long off season. I'm not doing any ridiculous television shows with, um, the world's favorite diabetic Connor Daly. Um, so I had some free time. Second favorite. I think most people like Charlie Kimball more, right?
1: I mean, it's, it's the it's, uh, top two, top it's two, top two, yeah. top
2: two IndyCar racing diabetics. Yes. That, yeah. that, that's fair. Thank you for the, the political correctness there. Um, so it, it kind of just came together and, um, I had no expectations, I had no idea what I was really getting myself into, but I can say that it was one of the coolest experiences um, that i've had hands down, um, probably second only to the indianapolis five hundred um, and 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 really because there's there's a lot of similarities to the five hundred um there's there's kind of the the day before you've got this massive parade that goes through the town and there's hundreds of thousands of people that line the streets and kind of see the cars and the drivers and everything. And, you know, it's a race that tests machines and and, um, endurance. And you have to have, you know, some luck uh, to win. You've got to have some strategy to win. And it's a huge team team event. So uh, very thankful to Honda and HPD for the opportunity and um, definitely hope to be back uh, sometime again in the future.
1: And I mean, it went pretty well from a competition point of view.
2: Yeah, it did. So, so we uh, we're, we're competing. We're competing in class seven, which is basically it's a it's a trophy truck vehicle. Um, but the reason why it's not in the actual trophy truck uh, category is because it's a Honda. It's a Honda Ridgeline, so it runs a V six. In order to be a trophy truck, you've got to be a, a big block V eight. So. Um, you know, the only main difference between the trophy truck and us was about 200 horsepower. Um, so we were competing in our class. We finished second in our class, which, you know, was was a little bit disappointing because we uh, we were the favorites to win. Um, uh, we, we led the race for, for you know, various, uh, through various parts of the day and night. Um, but unfortunately, the, the way the track or the course was this year, there was a lot of what they call silt, which is, um, imagine like, talcum powder, like a, a very, very soft, very right. deep sand. And um, because we start class seven starts behind the trophy trucks, uh, there was a lot of really deep kind of ruts. And um, when my teammate got in for the third leg, he, he got handed the truck in the lead. Um, and he had the, the toughest section of the course by far. In the middle of the night, he had to drive through about 90 miles of silt and unfortunately, got stuck a couple of times, and um, we we knew that we were probably going to get stuck. So we had recovery four wheel drive vehicles kind of stationed in in strategic points to to be able to pull us out. Um, but we just got stuck one more time, really ultimately than than the guy that ended up winning um, our class, which was a little bit disappointing. But all in all, um, you know, we, we were on the podium, and the truck made it the whole way. No one got hurt, so it was a it was a successful. Successful trip in the desert.
1: That is uh, that is amazing, man! Congratulations. It's uh, it's cool when you know drivers switch disciplines and, and find success right away and enjoyment. And it's cool. It's one of those things. Oh, well, sorry. Can,
0: well, I just want to jump in because like it sounds like an awesome experience. I've seen a lot of these videos. It looks insane. Oh, it's the it's, whole it's, thing looks. It looks gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> like well, the video with
1: that Jeep coming up the, the wrong way on the yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get to that in a second. Uh yeah, but yeah, I mean that the event in, in 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 general just seems like a it kind of seems like a huge party in a lot of ways.
2: <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah I mean right. you're in Mexico, so there's like during the whole parade that happens, you've got you know so and so's taco stand next to so and so's margarita stand next to so and so's churro stand, and it's just like well yeah, I mean we're here. So okay, I'm going why next not?
1: year. <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And,
0: and apparently you can just drive on the track.
1: <laughs> so so one of the things that, you know, drivers switching disciplines, one um, of the effects you see from that is it, it encourages other guys to do the same thing. You know, drivers saw Fernando Alonso come over and do the Indy 500, and a lot of guys are like, well, man, that's, that's cool that he did that. Now, I kind of want to do something like that. And, uh, you know, as I was following your progress and we were chatting throughout the event, it's like, man... That that seems like something cool. That seems like you probably inspired a lot of guys from different disciplines to want to jump behind the wheel of one of these trucks and go do Baja. And then something happened, Alex. Um, If you Google Baja 1000, the first thing that comes up is, watch Alexander Rossi launch over a stray spectator vehicle at the Baja 1000. (laughs) You had what I think is pretty safely the closest call you can possibly have without it ending in absolute complete catastrophe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we did that. (laughs) Yep. Do you want to,
1: do you want to talk about this from the driver's seat at all?
2: Sure. So, so one of the 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 elements that you got to deal with, with with Baja is I mean it's it's honestly the wild wild west and the reason why this race is in Mexico is because there is no way in hell that any type of event could be run like this in the United States in Canada or really frankly in any other country period <laughs> so there there is just not a lot of of rules and and what I mean by that is. The The organizers, the sanctioning body, they do the absolute best they can. You can't believe the amount of effort and time and the actual impressiveness of the scale of what they pull off really twice a year with the Baja 500 and the Baja 1000 and dealing with landowners and farmers and, and different government regulations and getting the, the police on board in terms of blocking off certain sections of highway. I mean, it's a huge undertaking. So by no means do I not think that they do a great job. But one of the elements of Baja is you cannot control all of the roads because you are on public roads. Um, you're, you're on kind of farmer's trails. You're on some stuff in the mountains, which is you know single track goat trails and such. But at the end of the day, these are still trails, and they cannot close all of it off. Um, it would be an impossible undertaking to try and close off a 1,000 miles of of Mexican desert for 48 hours. So what ends up happening is every once in a while, you come across a vehicle of of someone that somehow doesn't know that the race is happening, and um, they're going the opposite direction. And it happens a (laughs) lot during practice, during pre-running, because during pre-running, you know, you're kind of driving your sections of the course, and there's not you know, mass amount of spectators along the road. So someone who, you know, wasn't tuned into, you know, what was happening that week would be just, you know, taking care of their crops or cattle or whatever. And you're testing basically. And you come over a rise or go around the corner and there's just a car a tractor or a bunch of cows crossing the road. And that's just, that's just part of it. And, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not something you think about. James, you'll relate to this. When you're in, in a competition, when you're pushing to win and, and you're trying to maximize your performance, you don't really think about, oh, the odds of, of something like that happening. You're kind of in your element and you're in your zone. And we knew certain parts of the course <clears throat> you know, had the more potential than others for there to be local traffic. And um, you kind of mark those down. But at the end of the day, you never really believe it's going to happen. And so... What you're referring to is there was a, a a section of flat out kind of rolling jumps where you're going anywhere from 90 to 120 miles an hour depending on you know what section of it, it it is, and kind of your main focus is just to to take off straight and and to control the car in the air and and then land on power and and to just try and and take care of your your equipment that way. Um, not thinking that there's going to be a Jeep Grand Cherokee coming straight at you uh, from from That's the fair. other side of one of the jumps. That's Just because well, why would you think that? And the best thing that happened was me and my co-driver had absolutely zero idea that it happened. Because I think that if it had, I would have been like, nope, absolutely not. I'm getting out. Like, Wait,
0: so you didn't, you didn't even know you hit him?
2: Zero idea. Because
1: if you think about it, so they were... He was he was... Your vision was up in the air because right. you were up in the air. You didn't even know you hit the car.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I guess you'd have...
0: The, the shocks are good enough. It's not like you'd feel hit in the mirror.
2: Well, yeah. no, no, no. Of course not. I mean, you're in a 6,000-pound truck, and th- the trajectory of the truck is pointed towards the sky, right? You don't see anything below him. Right. And because the timing of when I was going up and he was going up, like, I couldn't see them on the other side. So when I finished my stint and got out... And uh, the second driver got in, you know, I was I was kind of changing and, and kind of debriefing on on our our 200 miles that we did and, and all this. And one of the mechanics came up to me and he was like showing me this picture on his phone. And he was like, what did you think of this? And I was like, why? Someone photoshopped something or is this a picture from last year? Like, what are you showing? me?" No way. And he was like, there was this pause. And he didn't get that he thought I was joking and I was like, what do you is this a sick joke? Like what I don't get it. And he was like, this literally happened at, at root marker forty-six. And then he pl- like played the video because he only started with showing me a still. And I I was just speechless for a second. Cause like, you're absolutely right. Had that been six inches in either direction, um, it would have been it would have been really bad. I mean, I think the the truck obviously is a, is a truck that's designed to take an impact, but that was a that was an area where spectators were lined. Um, the truck right. would have barrel rolled at 100 miles an hour, and and um, it would have been a really bad situation. Yeah. So, I mean, you you would have been in the best seat in the house had had it gone wrong
1: because of the truck you were in, but right, whoever was in the jeep and everybody standing beside the track would have been in a very bad space. Yes, but it's one of those things. It it brings up this 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 debate, right on whether or not our team owners will let us do a vet. I mean, I sent you a text after I saw the video and I was like, well, thank you for single-handedly eliminating any chance of any IndyCar driver doing the Baja 1000 in the future because a team owner would look at that and be like, no, if that's possible down there, let's, let's just not risk it.
2: Yeah. But here's the thing, man. It it was such an amazing experience that I, I I'm kind of of the standpoint where I don't really feel like I'd take no for an answer. Like it, it was that good. Uh, um, you'd fight for it. I would fight for it. And you know at the end of the day like yes you you obviously want to minimize risk but i mean i i'm going to go for a run here in a little bit and you, you could step off a you could trip off a sidewalk and get hit by i mean there's no controlling these situations as we all know so at the end of for the sure. day um you know if it's if it's an opportunity that makes sense um and something that i really have a passion for like like this um, I'm definitely going to try and do it again. And, and I would encourage you, man. I would encourage all the IndyCar drivers, if you have any
0: interest right, in.
2: in driving, <laughs> imagine driving the most ultimate off-road vehicle, period, and you're encouraged to go as fast as possible.
1: Like, yeah, it's, no. I, it's you don't pr- have to sell me on the idea.
2: Right. That's for sure. I'm, so, in, I'm in. So anyways, I, we... Uh, I, will
1: make,
0: uh, I will make one prediction. I just... I predict... The Jeep did know what would ha-
1: what happened. <laughs> the Jeep saw, it. yeah, that guy saw it. <laughs> that guy went straight back home to change his pants. But
2: yeah, um, pretty pretty chaotic, uh, and obviously very thankful um, that, that nothing bad did happen. No one was harmed in the making of this video, and um, yeah, we can all talk about it and laugh about it and uh, and move on. But, anyways, yes, you, you like are- I said, an amazing opportunity, and, and hopefully. The opportunity comes again and and, uh, can do it again and and maybe do it with uh, some IndyCar drivers, maybe have an off-track with Hinch and Rossi trophy truck going down to Baja next year and, um, you know, not include Tim because that would be preferred.
0: Oh no, I'm coming. You you had me at churros and margaritas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he can run the off track margarita stand. Uh, Actually, don't expect if you go there to be served. Yeah, no, Tim it will would just be laid me. out
2: <laughs> by. How the cool? Bar. I mean, are, are you realizing what we're saying right now? How cool would that be? An off track with Hinch and Rossi trophy truck because like the the name, the, the words, it works. Off track? No, I, a, I get it. No, there's off. it's like a, it's like it? a pun. It's off track. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Love your style. All right, guys. Uh, this has been a very, uh, very nice catch up. Great to have everybody back in the same room. Um, again, happy Thanksgiving to, uh, to all the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. There's one more thing that I wanted to, to end with on the thankful side. I'm thankful that, you know, our very, our very, very good friend, Robbie Wickens took his first steps, uh, yesterday. Um, although aided, it, it's the first step of many in his, in his return. Uh, very excited about that. So, uh, Happy for him. Happy for all you guys. Thankful for all you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Alex, thanks for the stories. Tim. whatever. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys in a, in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is very roughly produced by Tim Durham. The music you heard today is from Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is Ask Off Track, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if for some twisted, deranged reason you'd want to follow Thim, you can find him at The Tim Durham.